This is Passing for Normal, conversations with artists, activists, and awakeners about how they are seeding change in the world. I'm your host, Sharon Weil, and here I speak with fascinating, innovative change makers. We talk about how to make change, meet change, and how to find the courage to create change in your life and with those around you. Bringing new ideas into the mainstream, that's Passing for Normal. Hello, and welcome to Passing for Normal, where my guest today is Cheryl Montel. Have you ever felt so strongly about an issue, a cause, or a group of people that you wanted to take an action, start a movement? That's what writer-producer and movement educator Cheryl Montel did on behalf of returning veterans in Joshua Tree, California. She founded Milltree in order to bring together veterans, active-duty military, and civilians to address the wounds of the soul through communication and art. I wanted to speak to her today about how and why she created this organization and how it is that the arts can bring healing to the wounds of war. And I want you to learn how you too can take action for the people and the causes that you care about. So welcome, Cheryl. Hello. I'm very glad to be here today. I'm so glad to be talking to you today. Um, you know, you and I have known each other for many years, and I have... Um, I've just been so uh, amazed and impressed with your ability to um, to bring people together. Well, well, thank you, Sharon, because basically it seems to be my mission to do that, and it it pretty much comes effortlessly. It's just it's just part of who I am. So it's it's one of my gifts, and uh, you know it. It's it's a great gift to have, absolutely. Well, it's a great gift to offer. And so before we jump yeah. into our conversation, I just wanted to let our listeners know a little bit more about you. So, okay. Yeah, great. Trained as a dancer, Cheryl Montel has been a Pilates movement educator for 25 years, working with dancers and clients to create a deeper body connection and greater sense of well-being. She is also a published writer-performer and an energetic, charismatic organizer, producing many spoken words events such as Desert Stories and Red Arrow Reads in the vibrant arts community of Joshua Tree and also in Los Angeles. What Cheryl does in all her endeavors is bring people together to be enriched by each other's stories, the stories contained in their bodies as well as in their hearts, in order to be seen, to be heard, and to be healed. So, wow! <laughs> Thank you. I I love that introduction or bio. That was that was wonderful. <laughs> well, this is how I see you. You know, I really see yes, you as I appreciate it as not only bringing people together, but bringing people forward, bringing people's voices forward, your own voice, and um, and so let's talk about Milltree. Let's talk about that organization and um. Because, you know, I'm interested in change, and I'm interested in what best facilitates change. And so here, you were compelled to create a nonprofit organization to help veterans. So I want to know more about what it is, um, what Miltree is, and, and how you came to be involved. Well, it's very interesting, because you never know where spirit's going to lead you. It's It's really mystical to me. Um, I happened to pick up a book called The Lotus Eaters by Titania Soleil, actually represented by Tyson Cornell, um, 
because I did Red Arrow Reads and he would supply me with authors. So I picked this book up. I was going on a trip and it was about a, um, uh, a photojournalist, a woman who went to cover the Vietnam War and she got addicted to war. And I, you know, it's about other things, but that's what really struck me about this book. And I'm like addicted to war. And I started thinking about the nervous system getting, you know, addicted to war in my own nervous system, which seems to live a lot in fight or flight, although I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. And um, I went into the bibliography and I ended up reading The Things They Carry by Tim O'Brien. Um, or is it um, The Things We Carry? Well, by Tim O'Brien, for sure. And it was a, a journal about, a, a, a fictionalized journal about his time in Vietnam. And then my writing mentor, Dina Metzger's assistant, Danielle, uh, told me about um, this book called uh, War in the Soul by Dr. Ed Tick. He had also studied with Dina Metzger, and I picked up the book, and it's it's not a novel. It's, it's, it's a book that addresses uh, PTSD and how we can help heal our returning military, our veterans, and it, it read so easily, I finished it very quickly and was very inspired. And since we had the same writing teacher, I contacted him and said, I, I'm also a student of Dina Metzger's, and um, by chance, are you going to be on the West Coast? And he was. And he came out to Joshua Tree and stayed at my house and did a book reading of that book and some of his others, and then did a community outreach meeting where he said that if you really want to help veterans, then um, start some kind of group to invite them into. And since Joshua Tree is chock full of artists of every kind, um, visual artists, musicians, actors, writers, I mean, you name it, they're out there. Um, I went to my mailing list, and as you said, I have um, a show out there I do called Desert Stories, which is a spoken word event that I bring community together to um, tell their desert story. So I had this mailing list and I just, I, I put a mailer out and said, does anybody want to help me um, begin um, an organization through the arts that would help in, help bring our veterans into community? And sure enough, about 15 people showed up at the meeting and somebody named it Miltree. I believe it was a veteran who said, oh, they put Mill in front of everything. So then we had Joshua Tree with the tree. And I personally wanted to name it Miltree Huggers. <laughs> but nobody liked that idea. <laughs> you know, um, uh, that that got mixed pretty quickly. But Miltree stuck, you know, and um, we started investigating what we could do. And it's amazing, you know, people shifted in and out of those, you know, first days of military. But eventually, um, again, I, well, maybe not again, but I just want to say that this was moving down the river. I was canoeing with the water, not against it. You mm-hmm. know, I, this was coming so naturally that I knew I should be doing it. But I I actually want to step back and say that I went to see Dina Metzger about 
this because she was very concerned about veterans during desert storms. I was in class with her at the time, and, and this was some she wanted to help veterans as well. So I went up there after Ed's um, talk in Joshua Tree, and I said, I don't know. I'm thinking about doing this, but I don't know anything about vets. And she basically looked me in the eye and said, Spirit is right here off to the side waiting for you to meet it. Hmm. And it sunk in. It sunk in really deeply. And I went, oh, okay, I can do this. I, I, I guess I needed validation that this was really on course for me. And I trust Dina, and I trust her connection to Spirit. And all of a sudden, I was trusting my connection to Spirit. So, you know, I formed this group. Um like I said, people kind of filtered in and out for a while, but um, as luck would have it, I was performing in a spoken word event in Los Angeles, and um, one of the readers, one of the writers was um, also a grant writer or could help me with um, becoming a 501c3. That's what he did for a living, and um, I traded him my expertise in Pilates for mm-hmm. his expertise in writing um, the required paperwork to become a 501c3. Again, I didn't have to jump through a million hoops. It came really easily. And by, I didn't know it, but by 12, uh, 2013, I was a nonprofit. I got the paperwork in 2014 saying that. And from, from there, we would start to do, um, different projects within the arts and within dialogue. So one of the very first things we did with Miltree is I brought Ed Tick and his wife, Kate Daltstead, out uh, to lead um, a workshop, not a workshop, a retreat to help community members understand what it would take to support veterans. Because I said to Ed, I'm happy to do this, but I don't know anything about veterans. I, I'm, re- I'm not from a military family. I do have, uh, I do have a nephew and I do have a stepdad that served in the military, but it didn't impact my life on a day-to-day basis. So, really, I was walking into um, a, a, um, a culture of veterans that I really didn't know very much about. So, um, and. I could go on and on on how things fell into place. Um, we got a grant to to host them and to um, invite people mostly for free. Most people came to that workshop. Well, I, I was about 75% were, were um, covered under a grant, and we had people from all over the country mm. um, and all kinds of people, veterans, active military, pastors, a conscientious objector, um, healers, therapists. Uh, um, an ex-gang member that could be considered a veteran as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know Miguel Rivera. He was very much a part of this. Um, he brought the gang member, the ex-gang member in, and um, 44 people showed up in Joshua Tree at the Joshua Tree Retreat Center. And in this particular retreat, the veterans that came held the space for the community instead of vice versa. Wow. So... This was a healing or a communal event for for people like me and other concerned uh, members of community to understand what it would take to hold the community of our military coming back. 
and it was brilliant and it was deep and it was profound. And so I, enough of um, those first members of Milltree uh, were there at this uh, retreat. So we were able to, we were motivated then, mm-hmm. you know, we were charged. And I think one of the first things we did, one of the, one of the deepest events really I've done thus far, although I don't know, they keep getting deeper and deeper, is we did something called uh, The Art of War, having nothing to do with the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was um, it was matching the writings of veterans, active military, or family members of military to the local artists. Beautiful. So we put all these writings on our website, uh, and then we, um, the artists were able to choose the piece of writing that they wanted to respond to. So it was kind of like a call and response. And we did an art show at was the Red Arrow Gallery and is now the Beatnik uh, Lounge in Joshua Tree, um, where the art and the writing were next to each other on the wall. And we had a spoken word event for the opening. And, you know... It was amazing. We started that event. We've done it three or four times, and each time we've done it, we, you know, before the event starts, we check in with each other. We sit in the back of the gallery or outside, and we go around and introduce each other, and we just create the safest space possible, and then went into the gallery, and the reading began, and you could not hear a pin drop when these veterans or active military or family members got up to speak. It was so powerful because the community was able to bear witness to what our military holds for us. Um, And I'm getting chills Mm -hmm. just telling you about it because it was very profound. And we did it twice in Joshua Tree. We did it once at Chaffee College in um, Rancho Cucamonga, and we did it again uh, on a smaller level, um, at, um, the Morongo community center in, in, in the high desert, but we've done it a, a few times. So, you know, these were all done without a penny. We had nothing. We had $2,000 worth of seed money that soldier's heart let us keep. We had raised $2,000 for scholarships for that first soldier's heart retreat, but then we got this huge grant and, they let us keep the 2000 and to be honest with you, the community of Joshua tree has been so generous to mill tree. You know, I've had fundraisers at, at beautiful places out there and, and, um, more readings and more events, um, for free. But now, you know, we are in the grant process. Thanks to San Bernardino arts connection. My friend, Danielle, Judici Wallace um, was the ED, the executive director of that nonprofit, and we collaborated a few years ago on um, joining forces plant to paper project, where we took we took um, it, uh, plants that were not indigenous to the high desert, and we pulled them thanks to uh, the, well, we had lots of partners. I could go on and on, but mm-hmm. you know, Mojave Desert Land Trust was one of our partners. We we picked these plants, we made paper out of them, we made paper out of the plants, we had silk screening, we had writing workshops, all under a grant from the California Arts Council. Um, you know, it was a matching grant. And, you know, we've just done amazing things. Yeah. Um, I can tell you more about what we've 
done. Well, um, I'd like to. I'd if, like if to. Um, I'd like to talk about two things here. So you're using community to create community, and you're using not just writing, not just storytelling, but all kinds of art forms to um, promote healing. So let's talk about the power of art or the power of story to bring forward healing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny. I'm just going to tell you this. Your audience will get a kick. Um, We never use the word healing. We use the word like transformation because Mm -hmm. um, the vets don't want to be healed. They, you know, that's, they, they, that's, that's kind of a taboo word. It means that there's something wrong with them, you mm-hmm. know. So we, we, we've altered the word healing um, to transformation um, when we speak to anyone about what Miltree does. So in terms of art and writing, there, we have done a lot of different ty- types of art uh, to elicit that transformation. Um, like I said, we did the plant for paper where, you know, was all about the art. There was no, it wasn't about like, well, actually in the writing part of that, there was, you know, like writing about the grief or whatever would come up. Any people could write about anything there. It didn't have to be about the war. And of course, when you're combining community with the veterans, not everybody's going to have that story from war, right? You know, we're just sharing our stories and creating bridges that way. But um, we we did the plant the paper where we did all these physical art things. And the next year we also did, you know, um, the sanctuary project where we built, again, we had yes. a metal workshop, a ceramic workshop, and we built um, um, uh, a structure out of um, cement and uh, chicken wire, basically. And um, it's it's very beautiful. But the point was, the transformation came from people working together and talking, not mm-hmm. necessarily about war, but just getting to know each other and realizing that they had more in common than they didn't have in common. You know, um, so there was that there's that aspect of the arts, just having some of the arts, just having something to do together. It was active. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we just came off, uh, a workshop, uh, which was, uh, led by the Diavolo Architecture in Motion Dance Company, where people were expressing, um, uh, the concept of what it's like to come home or Ibuki, which is to have this strength with grace. They had to write a little bit about what that meant to them, what that word Ibuki meant and, you know, having honor and strength and compassion. And out of the words that they chose, out of what they wrote, they had to create a movement. And then the movement, the different movements got chained together in between marching. So, so many emotions were then, you know, um, coming to the surface with community and the veterans that came there. So, it's to me, it's really about creating spaces of safety to be who you are, to let whatever's inside come out through 
and to be as authentic in the moment as possible, whether it's holding anxiety or sadness or fear or joy, it, it, it created a synergy. All of these, all of these projects that we've done, whether, whether they address the war or the past was about the moment and the present and about creating bonds of connection. So, the transformation in all of the different um, projects that we've done has created a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. Is yes. I guess what I'm trying to yes. say. You know, it and and each project has its own energy. It yes. it it's some are lighter than others. The the dance uh, project we just got off of was deep. It was mm-hmm. very deep and beautiful. You know. And um, I felt that very deeply. Of course, I was a dancer. So to see a bridge between dance and the military and understanding the connection that, like, for example, discipline, you know, the discipline of a dancer, the discipline of a, um, a military person would have and see the beauty that was created out of that, um, it, mm, it blew me yes, away. Yes. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And Did I also, answer your question? Yes, of though? course. Of course, you're answering my question. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. And also, okay. you know, you say these contexts of safety. Um, they're also contexts of movement. You know, and you are a movement educator. Yeah. You, ha- you know, you are a dancer. Mm-hmm. But the way in which, the way in which uh, the movement of the body, the movement of the words, the movement of pen on paper, you know, the movement helps. Um, helps channel, helps release, helps emotion find somewhere else to go, right? Whether in, whether in free form or in a choreographed form, it allows, it allows what's being held in to come forward. And to be expressed. Absolutely. So, you know, um, because, a lot of us, and especially, you know, those that have seen war, you know, I am assuming that there's a lot of um, held and a lot of fight or flight and our nervous systems get so overloaded. I mean, my nervous system is overloaded just sitting in traffic, you mm-hmm. know, so can you imagine going off to war or if you're not going, listen, you could go into the military and just the basic training could, you know, be be traumatic for some people Mm -hmm. you know so the nervous system i mean as a person as you know whether i'm doing spoken word or i'm doing military or i'm teaching um movement for me now i also concentrate very strongly on on the nervous system the sympathetic versus the parasympathetic nervous system the parasympathetic system being the more relaxed version and what i can do to help elicit some parasympathetic nervous system being on board. Now, I'm working on this in my own life, you know, but when we create places of safety within um, military, within our projects, then, then the whole body can relax and feel what it's feeling so that that transformational shift can happen and the emotion can be expressed because 
you're in a safe space. They're in a safe space. It's, it's being held, you know, and what's unique about Joshua Tree is that I, I've never experienced a community like this. And I feel like books will be written about this era of Joshua Tree um, because people who move out there, their parasympathetic nervous system knows that they need to be there. And there is so, so much support in this community that, you know, no wonder Milk Tree is thriving because they are willing to bear witness. They are willing to be part of, they are willing to connect, you know? So again, I feel so grounded in spirit in a way that I can't really explain. You know, I don't walk around um, feeling grounded about anything all the time, but, <laughs> but Miltree, that's just, uh, unfortunately it's not my, uh, you know, where I normally live, but actually Miltree has helped to ground me into trust. And that's mm -hmm. another big word, you know, um, you know, I'm trusting the process of Miltree and it, you know, and, and therefore we're creating trust within the organization, which then creates trust when we do our projects with the vets and the community. We're, 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 we're creating a field, if you will, of, of trust and mm. safety mm. Beautiful. Uh, and integrity, yes. integrity, mm -hmm. you know, um, and mutuality. I mean, all good words, but they really, you know, here's a place in my life where I'm showing up with my own integrity and that integrity and those of my, my board members and all my core members then reaches out, you know, and spreads its tendrils out into the community and, and, um, and we're met, we're met. Um, and, you know, I was a dancer that really wanted to be on Broadway and that that was my mission. And to tell you the truth, I didn't end up on Broadway. And you know what? It, I don't hope that it's irrelevant because now I'm, I, like I said before, I'm canoeing with the stream or the river or the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not fighting to be something that I should be. I'm doing what spirit is asking me to do. I'm showing up and letting myself be guided by by that part of me that is already connected to the bigger picture. Oh, I'm so touched by what you're saying. I'm so touched by it. Um, because I think ultimately that's what we're all looking for is to be able to have that sense of trust of self, that sense of trust of our environment, that sense of trust that we that we will be guided, whether it's through good times or bad times, that we will be guided, that we are guided to, um, to our rightful place. And, you know, on behalf of mm -hmm. ourselves, on behalf of others. And um, uh, it's such an essential discovery to make and that you are sharing this because what you're talking about is building trust, build again, that, you know, that what you're looking for, that what you're developing within yourself is what Miltree is, right? Because you're creating it, you're touching it. And so it becomes this, um, this place of building trust. Right. It's, you know, it's, 
it's it's a manifestation, if you will, of what I feel I'm supposed to be doing, you know, and, and I'm really, honestly, I'm living in the unknown, you know, and mm-hmm. in fact, yes. you know, how do I bridge, how do I bridge, you know, uh, you know, teaching Pilates from a somatic point of view? How do I touch people's life where I really help them to understand, uh, you know, um, a relaxed nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, or even that deeper layer of the fluid system, um, again, working on it myself. But, you know, how do I bridge, let's say, the movement I've been teaching all these many years? Maybe that will help vets. In fact, again, I just hosted a a workshop of a tremendous mover shaker, Wendy LeBlanc Arbuckle, who is blending somatics with uh, Pilates, and she turned me. She told me that one of our colleagues in the Pilates realm is working with veterans. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, boom, in my lap. And you know, because I'm me, I've already contacted that person and trying to figure out what are you doing. You know, how can I bridge this? I I, I will tell you a story that I find interesting, which is I have a Buddhist practice, um, and. Uh, when I was very active with the organization, um, I received a gift from um, President Ikeda, the sort of the head of the lay organization, and it was a laminated, it was a, a gold or brass or whatever bridge in the middle of a laminated piece of, you know, uh, plastic or whatever. But it was it's very beautiful, and it was given to me. I've never really met him. And it, and the woman said, this is from President Nikita to you. And I went, thank you. She goes, no, it's from him to you. So it's always been on my altar, this bridge. And what is Miltree's logo? It's a bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, and what am I doing out there in the world? I'm bridging communities. I mean, again, spirit is so strong that it's just a matter of, of, trusting trusting what's in front of you enough to take action for what moves you so when you say movement or being a mover i'm not only am i a mover i'm now moved to do things mm-hmm. you know i don't do them because i should i don't do things because it's the right thing to do i don't do that at all you know if I can march, I march. If I can't march, I don't march. You know, it's, you know, I move, I, I take the cue from how I'm feeling about what's presented in front of me. Yes. You know, and, and using, and using the gifts that you, that you talked about, you know, to bridge people, bring people together, um, using, using the gifts that you know that you have. Yes. And, um, you know, in terms of those gifts of, you know, being a natural networker, I don't mean to sound arrogant about that at all, because I never would acknowledge that that was a gift. It's only recently that I can say, yes, I have this gift. It's not an effort for me to introduce one person to another or, or, or you know, to, to be in one world and connected to another world, because 
Well, especially in Joshua Tree, I I, I feel so myself in Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. You know, here in Los Angeles, when I'm here, I were you know for so many years, I wore the Pilates hat, I wore the mom hat, I wore the the dancer hat, I wore you know the writer hat. You know, it was like all these different communities within this metropolis. You know, um, and in Joshua Tree, I'm in a, a small town where people seem. The healing aspect for me or the transformational thing for me is I feel seen in Joshua Tree for who I am in my totality as a whole person. Right, you and, know? That's, and, so that's what now, and that's what you're trying to um, to offer veterans. The, that's what you're trying to yes. offer, uh, you know, within these contexts of safety that you're talking about um, with Miltree. So I want, mm-hmm. believe it or not, our time is coming to a close here. And um, I do want you to let people know how they can contact you, how, um, how they can find out more about what you do and about Miltree. So if you could share that, please. Absolutely. Okay, so the website for Miltree is mil-tree.org org, but don't forget the dash. And the um, my email is info at org. M-I-L dash T-R-E-E dot org. Info at org. Um, I think that's the best way to contact me. Um, but please, if you're interested, go to the website and, and um, on the front is at this point, there's um, a video of the sanctuary project we did. And if you're still interested, go to archives. It's on the home page and see um, the past projects that we did. And if you have any questions, just contact me. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very good at email, so I'll get right back to you. Great. And so in closing, I'd just like to ask you, um, for those people who are not natural networkers who perhaps uh, are feel very compelled, but they are shy or they are not as outspoken. What advice do you have for them to be able to you know, be effective? If, I think each person needs to be effective in the way that they are comfortable being effective. But, you know, if there's something you want to do and you're shy about it, have courage you know, have courage and use it as an opportunity to grow. Um, you know, when something is presented in front of you, you have an opportunity to say yes or no. And if it feels right to say yes, have courage to go forward and ask people for help. Yes. You know, yes. don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid to go after what it is you want. And if you don't know what you want, you know, I always ask for guidance from spirit. You know, I, I, sometimes I just look up and I go, could use a little help here. You know, um, I'll take all the, um, advice you can give me. And right now when I'm talking to you, I'm looking up at the sky as if, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) you know, as if spirit isn't all around us, but you know, it's again, it's having that deeper trust that you can do it, you know, and, and, and don't do it because you should do it because, you feel it because it's it's right for you to pursue and to have courage about that particular passion. 
Oh, beautiful. Cheryl, thank you so much. Um, again, I'm so inspired about the way that you gather community and the way and the importance that you place on community, on courage, on trust, and on transformation. Um, so thank you. It's just been wonderful to talk to you. Oh, Sharon, I love you. And it's absolutely my pressure, uh, my pressure, my, my pleasure, because um, I'm very honored to be asked to um, be here uh, on this interview with you. And um, I think what you do is amazing. Thank you. Back at you. This has been Passing for Normal, conversations about change. To find out more about author Sharon Weil, go to SharonWeilAuthor.com. You can also find out more about the Changeability books and about all the guests featured in this podcast at that website. Large or small, go out today and make a brave change. Whether creating something new or responding to a changing world, navigating change is the new stability.